Shabbat Shalom. Five tips for taking the perfect selfie, according to Cosmopolitan. One, look up toward the camera. Number two, extend your head away from your neck. Number three, instead of holding your phone in front of you, hold it to the side for a flawless angle. Relax your mouth, exhale blowing wind through your lips. And number five, in your selfie-ready position, slowly spin until you find your best light. Listen, there's nothing wrong with taking selfies. We all have a particular version of ourselves that we want to put out in front of the world to see. Posting pictures of our lives, which for some of us include selfies, is one of the ways that we expose and express ourselves to share our lives with the world. Being concerned with appearances is nothing new. It's a vital part of what it means to be human, whether it's a matter of the perfect selfie or a well-composed outfit, a practiced handshake and a cheerful greeting, or showing up in a beautiful car. Just about everyone puts effort into presenting themselves as they wish to be seen. The deeper question is what do we look like when no one is looking? How do we look and act when there's nobody watching? Well, when we're alone, some of us might talk to ourselves or inanimate objects. Or maybe you sing a little song that's stuck in your head or dance around to music or dance around with no music. Some of us will be a little bit starter, startled and maybe even embarrassed if somebody walks in suddenly. But there's more to it than just these silly quirks. How many people are not just delightfully embarrassed by what they do when no one's watching, but would actually be ashamed. This week in the Torah, we meet a figure who seems to be obsessed with looking important and well-dressed, probably a little bit self-centered. That's Joseph. You know, the one with the amazing Technicolor dream coat? Well, he regularly tells his brothers how much better he is than them, and he flaunts how he is his father's favorite kid. He almost can't blame his brothers for wanting to throw him in a pit and sell him off to the Egyptians. But there is a strange and fascinating detail that seems out of place in this Torah portion. Jacob goes at one point in search of his brothers. He's sent to go find his brothers. And then this verse, Genesis 37:15, which reads, a man came upon him wandering in the field. The man asked him, who are you looking for? At first, it seems like a mundane, superfluous, maybe even a meaningless verse. But then as you think about it, some questions begin to emerge. Like, who was this man? Where was the field? But most importantly, what was Joseph doing just wandering around? It turns out that the Bible uses the term in the field in a very particular and peculiar way. 
It refers to the way that someone behaves when they think no one is watching. The first such use is in the tale of Cain and Abel. Cain lured his brother out into the field, which is where he then committed the world's first murder. When God questions Cain later by asking, where is your brother Abel? He replies, am I my brother's keeper? Later on, Isaac was caught unexpectedly in the field by Rebekah, his soon-to-be wife. But he had nothing to be embarrassed by. He was meditating, or as tradition teaches, likely he was praying. Even when no one is around, even with no one watching, Isaac was a righteous and steadfast person, the text seems to tell us. His son Jacob did not fare so well. He waited until his brother was out in the field before going to trick Isaac, his father, into giving him the birthright. Again, he only decided to trick his father when he thought that nobody would notice, when he thought he could get away with it. With failing eyesight, his father Isaac responds, you smell like the field, perhaps implying that he knew exactly what Jacob was up to. Which brings us to this week's Torah portion, Jacob's son, Joseph, who was simply wandering aimlessly and daydreaming. Perhaps if he had access to a smartphone, he would have been snapping selfie after selfie, too absorbed in his own self to care very much at all about looking for his brothers as he was tasked. It's only when some stranger came along that he, embarrassed, went off to find his brothers. God cares about what we do in public, but God cares perhaps more about what we do when no one is around. What we do when there's no one watching reveals more about our personality than how we behave in public. In the end, it's what defines our character. It turns out, as much as we may be concerned with appearing composed and successful and beautiful, we are even more concerned with actually being better people. Don't believe me? Okay, there are almost 400 million search results for better selfie, but there are over 4 billion results on the web for be a better person. That's 10 times more. As a rabbi, I was very pleased to discover this. And I was further pleased to see that there was actually some good advice to be found. Here's a list that I put together from some of the top results. Number one, let go of anger. It doesn't help you, and it doesn't help your future. Take care of yourself, self-care, and paying attention to our physical, mental, and emotional health when we are alone helps us build character when we're in public. Be compassionate, also with yourself and also with others. Number four, know your values. Because the values that you espouse and represent when no one is watching are the values that God sees the most. Number five, follow through on your commitments. 
If only Joseph had taken this advice, and if only we would spend ten times more effort being better people, whether we are in public or alone, than we do managing that perfect selfie. Shabbat Shalom.